This is District Sentinel Radio, the newscast of record for the left. I'm Sam Sachs. I'm Sam Knight. We are broadcasting out of the Sentinel Fort here in Washington, D.C. Check out the website, districtsentinel.com. Check out the Patreon, patreon.com slash districtsentinel, where you can get exclusive subscriber-only content. Newscast coming up here in just a second. First, scrolling through Twitter on the timeline, and up pops a picture of... Reince Priebus, a guy I haven't thought of in quite a long time. And there he is, dressed like a sailor boy. Reince Priebus joined the Navy. (laughs) What? Well, I guess when you're remembered for uh, getting owned by Anthony Scaramucci, you kind of need a fresh start. Yeah. He, like, filled out some application and just got into the Navy because... Mike Pence gave him some ceremony. (laughs) I have uh, some reporting here from the USA Today Washington correspondent Maureen uh, Gropp, probably mispronouncing her last name. But anyway, uh, evidently, first of all, guess what his job is going to be. Do you know what his job is in the Navy? This is probably a Navy fanboy. And I guess he's like, I want to be in naval intelligence. (laughs) It doesn't sound like they're trusting him with that. Okay. It, doesn't, it doesn't sound like he's, well, they, he's getting that, anywhere close to any that guns. that right Nazi guy? Uh, what's that? Pube sack? The uh, gerbils guy? Doesn't he claim to be naval intelligence or something? Yeah, but didn't... Hasn't he... Isn't it proven that he stole valor? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, maybe he was naval intelligence. Wasn't he in there and they kicked him out? Or something? Maybe. maybe. Well, anyway, you're throwing throwing me for a loop here. Priebus is going to be, quote, a human resource officer. (laughs) (laughs) He's Toby. (laughs) He's Toby. Uh, And evidently, he needed a waiver to join the reserve. This is the reserve. It it sounds like he's just being a weekend warrior. And not only that, he's just sort of uh, filing people's medical records and stuff. So you're but telling he gets me a, he gets a ceremony, full uniform, and and Mike Pence was he there. did it for the uniform. I w- I wonder if the how often do they do this? Do they do this for like well connected? I've never political? seen it. I've ne- this is bizarre that because yeah there was a there was a ceremony and and Pence was there, and I think Senator Ron Johnson was there. I guess Ryan's is from Wisconsin. Ron Johnson from Wisconsin. Yeah, but it's. Well. Uh, yeah, maybe we'll dig a little deeper into this to see how often something like this happens. How, how rich, well-connected political guys just get in the Navy because they want to at 47. You, uh, you know who tweeted out a photo of this, too, is Sean Spicer. They're, 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 he's next. They're getting the whole band. Sean Spicer, join the Marines. They're getting the band back together. So Priebus is just going to be doing human resources and paperwork that I guess you're telling me that the chances of him getting sunk on a ship in the Strait of Hormuz uh, are low. Unfortunately, yes, they are low. Damn. It, so- well. it sounds like. It sounds like. All right. It's Monday, June 10th, 2019. Here's the news. The Trump administration has appointed another xenophobic hardliner to a top immigration position. Today, Ken Cuccinelli was named next acting head 
of U.S. Citizenship and Immigration Services. Cooch. A former Virginia... A bunch of fucking blockheads just said that as he walked in the door or as they got the news. Where, wh- who, who said... Cooch. Where, where I just feel that? like a bunch of dumbasses are named Cuccinelli and all their friends call him Cooch. Yeah. I'd like to think he has as few friends as Sorry, possible. that might have been just... anti-Italian racism, so <laughs> it, it, I'll it, take that back. It's It's literally impossible. A former... <laughs> Virginia Attorney General Cuccinelli has compared immigrants to rats, called them invaders, and has opposed birthright citizenship, which maybe would have excluded some of his grandparents from uh, becoming citizens. Uh, As state AG, he also supported Arizona's Papers, Please immigration law. And as a state lawmaker, he backed legislation that was designed to force workers to speak English. What a guy. The previous head of USCIS, Lee Francis Cisna, was forced out by Trump for not being sufficiently anti-immigrant. According to Politico, his ouster uh, was spearheaded by white nationalist Stephen Miller. Well, they didn't call him a white nationalist, of course, because they're Politico, but... We uh, will. We will, because he is one. (laughs) The good news is Cuccinelli might not get the job on a permanent basis. Senate Republicans evidently do not like him much... The L.A. Times noted that Mitch McConnell might move to block any Cuccinelli nomination, but not because he thinks Cuccinelli's views are repugnant. Let's be clear. It's because the ex-Virginia AG has backed primary candidates against sitting Republican senators. Trump himself used to dislike Cuccinelli because Cuccinelli supported Ted Cruz for president in 2016. He had branded himself a never-Trump Republican for a while. At some point, though, Cuccinelli started supporting Trump because... Trump is not an aberration. Republicans have been racist, authoritarian pieces of shit for decades. True. Moving on, Supreme Court Justice Stephen Breyer said on Monday that it is time for the high court to revisit the question of Gitmo. Unfortunately, the rest of the court didn't agree, and it denied to hear an appeal brought by a 17-year-long detainee at the military prison. In a statement, Justice Breyer dissented from the court's decision and warned, there's a real risk that individuals at Guantanamo will simply be forced to spend the rest of their lives at the prison now, based on the government's definition of an ongoing conflict. The lower court agreed with the government's position that, quote, armed hostilities between United States forces and the Taliban and al-Qaeda persist. Thus, the AUMF allows the government to continue detaining Moath Hamza Ahmed al-Alwi. Al-Alwi, a Yemeni-born national, was picked up by U.S. forces in 2001 on suspicion of collaborating with al-Qaeda, and he's been in Gitmo ever since. More than 17 years. Justice Breyer noted that the government in its case doesn't state if any end is near in these hostilities. He writes, quote, As a consequence, Al-Alwi faces the real prospect that he will spend the rest of his life in detention based on his status as an enemy combatant a generation ago even though today's conflict may differ substantially from the one Congress anticipated when it passed the AUMF. Breyer called on the court to take up a similar case in the future to finally address issues around an aging AUMF for a conflict that may never end. On what lines the justice has decided not to hear Al Alwi's case is not known, uh, though in the statement Breyer noted that Justice Kavanaugh did not participate in the decision. Um... I guess it could have been 4-4. 4-4 would not have taken up the 
I, I does th- four four take it up? I thought they only needed four to hear the case. Oh, well, then someone Pr- probably RBG. Probably RBG once again. <laughs> Wouldn't be surprised to hear that. President Trump threatened today to hit Chinese imports with more tariffs in a phone interview with CNBC. The president said he would impose the levies if his Chinese counterpart does not attend the next G20 summit later this month. There don't appear to be any reports that Xi Jinping will not attend. Steve Mnuchin said on Saturday that Trump and Xi would meet at the G20. Maybe now President Xi just doesn't want to meet with Trump on the sidelines on a bilateral basis. Trump's brain probably computes this as Xi not attending. Not true. Either way, more tariffs are likely coming. Trump told CNBC that his administration is currently uh, taxing 35 to 40 percent of Chinese imports, and there are, quote, another 60 percent that'll be taxed. Chinese retaliation has already hit American farmers hard amid an already bearish U.S. ag market. Farm bankruptcies hit a post-Great Recession high last year. Reuters noted there could be more Chinese taxes on U.S. soy exports. Chinese state media has also warned about restricting rare earth supplies to American buyers and the possibility of dumping some of the $1 trillion that the Chinese government holds in U.S. treasuries. Reuters noted, however, that experts have cast doubt on the treasury dumping strategy being viable, as that could fuck up the Chinese government's balance sheet. Finally, a rare bit of good news from Capitol Hill. The House repassed the Taxpayer First Act on Monday. You remember this bill? It was the one that, although it did a lot of good things for filers, it also was a giant corporate giveaway to for-profit tax filing companies. On the day it was passed, back in April, ProPublica reported that companies like TurboTax had secured a provision that would have prohibited the IRS from ever implementing an easy, free tax filing system on its website. Thus, these companies wouldn't ever have to compete. And it was also reported that these companies, despite being required to offer free filing services to most users, actually tricked folks into paying for the service. This was embarrassing for the House, which of course is under Democratic leadership, but not embarrassing enough to pull the bill. It was passed via voice vote. Some progressives like AOC spoke out against the provision, but did not speak up during the voice vote or request a roll call. Well, it took two months, but those ProPublica stories and the subsequent criticism directed at Democrats over the IRS free filing provision caused a change of heart among House leadership. So they stripped out that provision and brought the bill to the floor again and passed it again by voice vote. The bill has good stuff in it. It shields low-income filers from some of the more aggressive debt collection practices. It protects whistleblowers better. It also requires the IRS to develop a new and comprehensive customer service system. Not sure why they couldn't have just gotten it right the first time. Well, I guess we do know why. Congress is full of a bunch of shitlords, but well done on nailing it the second time. And now the bill goes to the Senate where Mitch McConnell will suffocate it with a Confederate flag. To be fair, Chuck Grassley did say he anticipates the bill to be passed swiftly, so... Yeah. We shall see. I, You know, President Trump is so desperate for victories other than the tax cuts for all those corporations that I wouldn't be surprised if they want to get it done by next tax filing season just so they have fucking something. Yeah, especially after so many people saw their taxes go up despite the <laughs> fact that the Trump yeah. tax cuts were passed. 
All right, this concludes the newscast portion of the show, and it's time to open the poetry portion of the show. A little bit of haiku for our new subscribers on Patreon, patreon.com slash District Sentinel. Five bucks a month to get your access to all the newscasts Monday through Thursday, plus bonus content, plus the garbage can proceedings, plus a haiku read on air written by the two Sams. This first haiku is for Mike. Capital scammers trying to sell you junk stocks cost buy less coffee thank you mike this goes out to will tendy battle mode kfc versus popeyes red versus orange thank you will some serious shit right there maybe we should have a blind taste test well yeah i would know the difference though this is for chris Summer storms coming. Here comes a sudden deluge. Wash me away, God. Thank you, Chris. This goes out to William. Twist of fate as the guy from Blink-182 finds some aliens. Thank you, William. Finally, this is for Wolf. Unbelievable. Genie gave me three wishes. Weed, weed, and more weed. <laughs> Thank you, Wolf. <laughs> I request three more wishes. <laughs> weed, weed, and then three more wishes. Weed, weed, three more wishes, please. <laughs> All right. We are uh, winding down the show. Before we go, let's check out that listener rant line. Holy fucking shit. Um... <laughs> Hi, fellas. This is Turd Snagwitz calling. Um, just checking in from the hell world that is the American Enterprise Institute conference that I got sent to by my job. Holy shit. Um, I work with a lot of liberals and lefties, very liberal slash lefty organization, but we do try to work with uh, conservatives when and where possible. And I got sent halfway across the country today to Denver and um, just listened to uh, their incoming president um, talk about why he's trying to fight inequality and poverty and has no interest in considering raising the federal minimum wage. Um, I just, I, 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 I'm kind of in shock from everything that I just saw and heard. Uh, Dude also threw his father under the bus, who was like probably a legit civil rights hero and successfully investigated and prosecuted the case of the three civil rights workers who were murdered in Mississippi. Um, so yeah, he pulled that card to, um, to illustrate his own bona fides. Um, and I gotta go back to this shit again tomorrow. Um, but I cut out tonight before the interview. Um, with JD Vance. I, ah. I, I need to take a giant shit. And, um, and I'm tired from coming from the East Coast. Um, so uh, maybe I'll, I'll, I'll check back in tomorrow. Reporting uh, uh, from behind enemy lines. Uh, keep up the good work. Bye. Wow. Right back at you, Targe Snadwich, there. Yeah, thanks for the call. And I'm sorry to hear that you had to be lectured by some AEI dipshit. Yeah. I think a lot of those um, academic conservative types try to cling to some sort of like my dad was this or my granddad was this. And it's like, 
who cares? You're still just an awful fucking human being. Yeah. Be but, nice to hear back from Turd uh, about how uh, the rest of it went. Yeah, I mean, at least you're in Unless Denver. they dipped out, which is totally understandable. If that, yeah, that's true. That's true. But, you know, at least, uh, at least when you're in Denver, you can maybe get edibles or a fat doobie or something. Yeah. Call the rant line, 202-684-6108. Leave a message. We'll play it on air. That is district sentinel radio for today once again subscribe on patreon patreon.com slash district sentinel for all the bonus subscriber content thanks to our sponsor the congressional dish podcast hosted by jen briney find it at congressionaldish.com we'll be back tomorrow we're here in dc so you don't have to be